0: important for members of our congregation to share uh, some of the circumstances that they've been going through uh, and how God had faithfully been in the midst of those circumstances and and brought them through. Um, Today uh, we have uh, some guests with us that's uh, no stranger to a lot of you. In fact, one of them uh, might even look a little familiar to you because she looks a lot like her mother, uh, I think. Janice and Brian Langford are here. Janice is Maribel Barr's daughter and uh, three weeks ago we started by talking with Will and Jess about uh, anxiety and depression and how God has been faithful through that. Last week we talked with uh, Scott and Elizabeth Raylander about all the health struggles that they've been through and how God's been faithful through that. Today Brian and Janice are going to talk with us about a, a pain that Hopefully uh, nobody here will ever feel, uh, that. not to diminish the others that we've talked about, but it's, it's probably uh, uh, the most difficult that a person can endure, um, and that is the loss of a child. And uh, they've written a book called uh, Beauty and Hope from the Ashes, and they have copies of the book with them. I'll just go ahead and do the advertisement now. Do the commercial now. Uh, we have uh, copies of those out in the foyer, and uh, they'd love for you to have one. Uh, $18 is a suggested donation, but don't let that be a barrier uh, for you if you want, to, want the book. Because uh, you're going to want the book after you hear their story. Because there's so many things in the book that we're not going to have time to go into today. Uh, but uh, Brian and Janice, uh, man, I was just through tear-filled eyes. I read this whole book, and... Uh, was challenged in my own faith, and and felt your struggle and your pain. Uh, And I just knew that we had to to put this before our congregation today for everyone to hear. So uh, would you all just give a welcome to Brian and Janice Langford as they come. And uh, I almost wore black and gold for you guys today. I almost did, for Vanderbilt, of course. Not Purdue, not Purdue, just okay. Vanderbilt. Uh, let me make sure that's turned on here. Uh, did it? it didn't sound like it was. This one's green, Rob. Check, check. There we go. That that's one is. Red. That. Okay. Are we on there? Check. There we go. Okay, okay. we're on. Yes. We're on. In case you didn't hear that, for Vanderbilt, not that other black and not gold school. Not
1: the other West Lafayette school. But you have connections they did, at both. They both won yesterday. They both won so yesterday. But it was we, a good day, at our house.
0: Yeah, we don't want to talk about that.
1: Oh. Much, okay. Sorry. Okay.
0: Uh, we'll we want go we back wanna, to the book. Yeah, let's go back to the and book. Think. But go ahead. Would you mind just sharing a little bit of, of how you got to this point today, how you got okay. to this? And I'll just let you take it for a while, and then we'll talk about some other things Great. in here.
1: Go ahead. Sounds good. So I'm Janice um, Barr, now Langford. Um, my brother, Eddie, is in the back, and his wife, Vicki. I have... Um, a neighbor that's here and a cousin that's here. Uh, We grew up, Eddie and I grew up as uh, cradle Christians, I believe the term is called, and we came in mom's womb to East Columbus Christian Church when it was on Indiana Avenue. Yeah, when it was down the other location, we were here. um, We were here when this burned down the first time. I remember getting in the car and mom and dad, Norman, our dad, they, like we came here. We were out in the parking lot watching it burn. I remember that very vividly. Um, this is the baptistry that I was baptized one April. Um, this is just like coming home. You took out the pews, the choir loft in the back, <laughs> but um, it's still home. And we thank you dearly because... A lot of you helped us um, get through a very difficult time in our life. So um, Brian and I, Brian grew up in Taylorsville, but then they moved to the city. So we met at Columbus East High School, and, and he did come here as well. So this is his church as well, his home. And uh, we got married here when it was all beautifully red, red carpet, <laughs> red pews. And we got married in December, so it was great for that. The colors worked well, didn't they? Yeah.
2: You said yes. I said <laughs> you yes. said yes.
1: So Justin was born in Franklin, Indiana, because at that time we uh, were living in Franklin and he was born in, at Johnson Memorial Hospital in 91. And then we kept moving a little farther south to get back home, so we moved back home. And Justin was in the nursery right when it was down that way a little bit. And Kyle was born here in 1994 at Columbus Regional Hospital. So um, we feel like you all are our family. Hmm. And we know there are some of you here that don't know us, so thank you um, for coming. And we hope to just share a little bit about our journey and how our faith and our friends and our community were our foundation through that time.
2: Yes, so with that, I, I would just say, you know, first of all, we recognize we all suffer, and if we haven't, we're going to. That, that is part of the now and the not yet, you know, until Christ comes again. But in that, um, our family was living life large. Uh, we had just been very blessed. We raised the boys in the church. We've now lived in Zionsville for 23 years. Uh, been The boys have been active all along life and were baptized early into Christ and uh, we're just blessed. Uh, they made good decisions. Life was going great. They went to the Schools they wanted to go to, they performed and excelled in, in every way, uh, mostly as men of God. Um, and then I was on a business trip. Uh, I traveled quite a bit, and I was in Switzerland, uh, Germany, and actually was living there as an expat and flying back and forth. And I was on a trip. I was in a hotel in Switzerland. And at um, about 3.57 in the morning, um, my iPhone just starts screaming at me. So I get up, stumble across the hotel, and I pick up the phone. And I saw it was a call from the states. And you know I just answered the phone. And, you know, good morning. Um, this is Brian. And it was Justin's boss. Justin had graduated. He was a mechanical engineer. And he had graduated from Vanderbilt, which is why we celebrate Vanderbilt and enjoy that community. Uh, and he had been working at Allison Transmission as an intern for three years. And then he had graduated and had now been working there for a year. And I knew that he was on a business trip in Arizona. Um, and we had, you know, all of us texting back and forth while he's out there, et cetera, the night before. And I get this phone call. And his boss just lets me know Justin's been in an accident. And at first I'm like, okay, I'm asleep. Um, I probably broke his leg or something or fell running because he was going to take a run that night. Um, and the next thing you know, he wants to hand me off to, The social worker at the hospital and then things unravel and we're told that Justin um, was in Flagstaff Arizona and they were doing engineering testing and calibration testing Um, and as they were coming back down the mountain from the ski resort that evening um, his truck flipped and Justin was pinned and he went for 37 minutes without oxygen. Um, So that began a series obviously, of compose yourself, pray, get as much information as we could, talk to the doctors, understand everything possible, just crying out to God, because I can't, I can't be there. I can't fix this. I then, of course, made the calls to Janice and to Maribel and Norman and to my parents, and um, a, a series of things went forth, and I'll just share a few of those with you. But what I hope you see through this isn't isn't us. It's not about us. But I hope that you see how God was working through all of this and that he is with us. Um, As soon as I hung up with Janice and family and Justin's almost fiance, Kelsey, uh, he had purchased the ring and put it in our safe and spent a year preparing to propose. Um, So I called Kelsey and she was rushing over to the house in Indiana to be with Janice and Kyle. Um, And then I, I called upstairs To another hotel room to a colleague of mine that um, she worked on my team she was a brilliant engineer and I said Katie I'm sorry it's 4 in the morning and I just woke you up but I I need you to come down to my room and I'll tell you why later what a phone call (laughs) well she did and she came downstairs and um, she orchestrated all of my travel to minimize the amount of time it would take me to get from Basel Switzerland to Arizona to be with Janice and Kyle because they were going to meet with Kelsey, meet me in Arizona to be with Justin. She did all of that as I then called one of our dearest friends up in Boone County, uh, the Lambs. And as I called Don Lamb, uh, big farmer up there, Don already knew. We'll just leave you to read more and understand that. Don knew. Um, he and his wife Jody and their daughter Shelby were in transit to Zionsville. They didn't know what they were going to say. They didn't know what they were going to do. But they were going to be there. As I called from Switzerland to Boone County, Don answers his cell phone. There's obviously a time difference, but it's getting late here. They're at an intersection that I know very, very well in the county. And at that intersection... There's a cross. So we continue on. After we get things arranged, um, takes a little bit. I, I go downstairs and I wait for the taxi driver to take me to the hotel or to the airport. And on the way to the airport, um, I'm talking with the neurologist, and we're going some pretty graphic discussions about what's taking place. As we get out, as I get out of the taxi cab at the airport. Uh, The driver comes to me, and he's in very broken English, and he's crying. And he just says, sir, I'm sorry, but I overheard your conversation. And all I want to say is that I am praying for you. As you travel to be with your son. (laughs) We then enter the airport where everyone there was so welcoming, they jumped over hoops and went everywhere possible to make arrangements so I could have private space while waiting on the flight um, to help us so I could make phone calls, stay updated with the doctors, keep Janice updated, etc. I then got on the first flight which went from Switzerland to uh, Heathrow Airport. And on that flight, uh, they had arranged I had the first seat as close to the door as possible because I had a very tight connection. And as I sat down, I actually needed to switch seats with one gentleman, and he was very gracious. And he overheard the flight attendant just bringing me water and tissues and um, understood vaguely what was going on. And then throughout the flight, he just sat there writing in his seat and working, and I'm very familiar with that. Probably filling out his expense report, right, trying to get work done. As we got off the flight and I was waiting for the door and I was the first one to run out, he just said, sir, I just want you to know I'm praying for you and I just want to give you this letter. As I read that letter a couple hours later, uh, this man had written um, front and back, just handwritten the most beautiful letter that was filled with scripture and filled with prayer. And he related to suffering as he shared that he and his wife, who were from Dallas, had recently gone through um, life events where they had conjoined twins and the suffering that went along with that and how he was praying for us and encouraging us that God is with us. Um, From there, we got to Heathrow and they ran me through a maze. I'll let you read the book about that if you like. Uh, But I finally got to Arizona where Allison transmission had been taking care of Janice and Kyle and Kelsey and our family. And they pony expressed us all to be together uh, where we then met at the hospital.
1: He's leaving out quite a few places where God was with him, um, on his journey from Basel to Arizona and, um, also, with Kyle and Kelsey and I, as we went from Scienceville to Phoenix to Flagstaff, it's people just showing up and being Christ. And maybe you don't know what to say, but you just come and you sit and you pray. Um, I will say, when we were in Arizona, the doctors and the nurses, were all very, um, they prayed with us in Justin's room. They were very, um, they wanted to know specifically just about Justin. They were caring for him, so they wanted to know more about him. They um, just loved on us. I don't know if they were all Christians, but they definitely if they weren't, they saw Christ in that room and in that hallway um, our week that we were there. Um, we also um, had community with Donate Life Arizona. If you read the book, Justin um, was able to donate organs and save other lives, and we have other connections and uh, family through his gift of um, life to them. And when we came back to Indiana, we had, of course, um, we go to New Hope Christian Church in Whitestown, Indiana. My brother goes to New Hope Christian Church here, so (laughs) sometimes it gets a little confusing. But um, we have family and community there. We had a community with Allison Transmission They um, still love on us eight years after Justin's accident. um, Just the town of Zionsville, because we've lived there long enough now, that um, that's a home as well. So through the schools, um, through the Indiana Donor Network, we have a lot of touch points that um, support us when things get difficult.
2: In each of those situations, with, with each of those um, fast-forwarding a bit, uh, we have had a beautiful opportunity, just like Justin's funeral. It was a beautiful celebration of the life that we have, and as, as difficult as that is, all I can tell you is God's word is true, and that when he says that we will have a peace that surpasses our understanding, it is true, and we continue to be comforted through the years as we had the opportunity to witness to others to through Donate Life, we get a lot of audiences where we share Christ, whether it be junior highs, high schools, med schools, public, wherever it may be. Um, and the funeral itself, there were well over a thousand people there. Um, and there were some amazing just moments of God working and witnessing through that celebration of the beautiful gift of life He had given us in Justin um, and how that continues. Uh, Because we have the hope of Christ. And we know that we will be together again.
0: Amen. Well, Janice, from the moment your mother gave me this book. uh, And I started reading. It it was very difficult to put down. Uh, And we don't have time to cover everything I'd like to cover in this. But some things that really jumped out at me um, was, first of all, a, a lot of times we don't see God working until... Uh, after it's happened. It's kind of in hindsight. But along this journey, you could see his hand all over this. As you're traveling, as things are unfolding, you can see God right in the midst of it. But even seeing God in the midst of it, Brian, you alluded to something in here that you struggle with, that Justin was such a good kid and such a successful young man. You struggled with the, why, God, when there's so much junk out there and there's someone like this that's serving you and and living for you and and doing the things that he's doing why um can you speak to that a little bit and what was what was going through your heart and mind and how I mean I'm sure there's days you still might ask that question can can you just talk about that for a moment
2: yeah I um we we all wonder right I mean why why is there suffering? Well, we know we live in a fallen world. We live in an evil world, and we're, we're not to the full kingdom of God yet. Um, come, Lord Jesus. Mm. But in those moments, as much peace as we had, there's still the grief that we go through, and, and death is the enemy. And we know that, but we also know who has victory over that death, and that is Christ. But we're still human, and we hurt, and we suffer. And, and, and in that, I remember a conversation... Um, with my admin at Rose Charlene, as we were trying to sort all kinds of things out of, am I going back to Germany? Am I staying in Indiana? Um, and I'm, I'm talking to Charlene, who is kind of like my work spouse. You know, we, we, <laughs> I had helped her through a, a painful divorce and just ministered to her heart. And as we were talking one day, and we're, she was talking about people are afraid to talk to you. That they're not sure what to say to you. And I just encourage Charlene, if they don't mind tears, I don't mind tears, please. We're all family here, just have them come up. But in that, she just asked how I was doing and I shared that, said, Charlene, you know, the thing that gets me is Justin was doing everything right. He was making good decisions, he was performing, he was living for the kingdom, he loved people. God had given him so many gifts. I don't understand, at 23 years. And as the words were coming out of my mouth, they stopped being heard. (laughs) And I paused and I just looked at her and said, the scripture that is coming to mind as I'm sitting here venting about not understanding is that every day that we are waiting for the Lord's return, every day that someone else who is making a bad decision, someone else who maybe is even inflicting evil on others is a day of God's grace until so that they could maybe know him again someday um, so that that helped me wrestle a bit with the rest of the evil in the world um, but in the end I also just had the peace knowing that Justin was home
0: amen thank you for sharing that um, and Janice uh, you were you were talking in in the book and and I left my glasses in the office so hopefully I can I can read this. Um, That might not be a bad idea if, if I could, yeah, if that's, uh, yeah.
2: I've been known to borrow females' glasses. And there you go. Yeah, okay. I,
0: whatever it takes to, oh, that's much better. Uh, you said on page 208 in your book, in our world of instant gratification, constant communication and technology, it's difficult to grasp that God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. We cannot make his plans and purposes conform to ours no matter how hard we try. Um, what a difficult way to, you know, uh, experience that. But one thing that we have talked about here in the last three weeks is that God doesn't waste a suffering. Not that he causes them, but sometimes he allows them to happen. And there's there's lessons to be learned. There's... there's um, Opportunities to point people to Jesus. And and when you think of that verse that you t- reference in Isaiah 55, um, you know, today, what, what have you seen, um, some of the ways that you've seen this awful circumstance bring glory to Jesus?
1: Well, um, it has been eight years since Justin died Um And we have been able to um, meet and talk to classmates of Justin's that um, share stories of um, things that he did or things that he said or just being there that um, make my heart feel good. Uh, We, through his gift of organ donation, are able to um, extend our family and uh, meet a 10 year old boy that is a normal 10 year old boy now and goes to school and um, can play and um, someone received Justin's heart and is still living and it's not easy. Mm. I mean, my mama heart can uh, get angry still at times, like Brian was talking about why um but i just have to kind of rewind i'm a little more introspective and i've spent a lot more time studying the scripture and just knowing that we may not know now hmm. why because we would really like to know why what happened exactly but we don't know why um that God does have a different plan and that Justin's life has touched many others and then now it's just multiplying now because of his unfortunate circumstance at work Um, like things that he did and he created are still there so they're still talking about that Um, he just got awarded another patent Uh, recently Mm. so he doesn't go away at work and he definitely doesn't go away at home or you know with our nieces Um, one of one of our nieces uh, like illustrated in the book Um, I just try to think like how did Naomi feel or you know how did other people feel in the Bible when someone was sick, or and God didn't heal everyone, and as badly as we wanted Justin to be healed, God said no. So now we're following and just talking, sharing his love with others, and trying to. Um, let others know it's okay. We may not know why, but we have to keep walking in faith, steadfastly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We we had um, as a family. Uh, we we always let people know there's when, when when suffering happens, and this was God moving in our lives. But as Justin as we left him, as he was wheeled into the emergency room. For, or to the operating room for organ recovery. And we gathered together to pray, just Janice and Kyle and Kelsey and I. And and as we prayed, we said, Lord, we know right now we have one choice to make. We Are, are you going to run to you or we're going to run away from you? And, and we are not going to let Satan get a foothold. Father, we are going to cling to you. Yeah. And in that, our... Uh, a key verse in our life and it's just all of Romans 8 but, but we have seen Romans 8:28 28 that, that God again his word is true he will he will work all things together for good for those who love him and those who are called to his purposes and that includes all the crud he will take it all just as he did with Joseph in Genesis 50 and even what was meant for evil in this world God will work in his sovereign ways for good
0: and now, um, as a coworker recommended before you ever went back overseas, um, you are studying for ministry, and uh, you have an opportunity now to uh, minister to people um, on a full-time capacity, and um, you're able to share your heartbreak with people who are going through heartbreak you You said something in your book that um just hit me like a ton of bricks and that was you now have a greater appreciation for how God felt when he lost his son can you speak into that for just a moment and how that has kind of compelled you to uh, as as I was talking to Janice on Friday you were actually taking a final uh, you know, a second second career guy taking a final for your MDiv, and um, how that has led you to what you're doing now.
2: You know, God has been so good to us, and um, in all things. And um, you know, m- many of you can relate to the story in Genesis as uh, Abraham was told early in the next morning, take your son Isaac up to the mountain, a three day journey, and and that the, the test of God, testing Abraham's faithfulness, uh, of course God provided a way and as we've gone through this uh, what I pray most many may have, but what I pray most will never know is losing a child but, but in that there, there is this extra revelation of God that we have seen of just his compassion and his love for us that is so much we would give anything. I'd give anything to have Justin back. Anything to have taken his place. And God had the same opportunity. But for us, he gave Christ. But in doing so, he had to give his son. And to to know the depth of that love. To know to see Abraham in Genesis be able to willingly go up the mountain. I couldn't have done it, but boy, does that tell me the depth of God's love, mm-hmm. and then yes, now, so um, colleagues, had, they just expected I would never return to work, <laughs> they expected I would go into full-time <laughs> ministry eight years ago, and Janice has always been my encourager and my coach, Brian, your ministry is right where you are, mm-hmm. and it was, and we've seen the evidence of that, but God continued to call, it wasn't the right time, but yes, eight years later, the career I worked my whole life to achieve means nothing. <laughs> I'm thankful for it, and I have left that career um, to pursue full-time ministry. And and I'm not quite the oldest student in my class, but almost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you you mentioned all of the different people within your church, and and even even Kyle's. Uh, Friends and professors and things, because he, in the midst of all of this, he's studying for med in med school to be a doctor. He's got a full summer of school work ahead of him. When when he gets the call, he's worried about going back to school because he thinks you've got to go back to Germany, and he doesn't want mom to be by herself. And God is orchestrating all this. He, he's working all of this out. Um, and can you just talk a little bit about how just the each individual life in your family, the communities that they were involved in, how they stepped up and just were the hands and feet of Jesus?
1: Well, for Kyle at that time, um, he was also a student at Vanderbilt. And um, you you also have Isaac Richardson who went to Vanderbilt, but, and he was also part of that community. But um, Kyle was involved in Navigators on Vanderbilt's campus and they, um, well, first of all, mom and dad kind of went back door on Kyle a little bit and made a few <laughs> phone calls, even even though he was an adult and just said, hey, we just want to make you aware this is what might happen. He
2: Professors other yeah, his professors and others. Yeah,
1: his professors and where he lived on campus, the person that was in charge of that building. and um, But Kyle had uh, people to talk to just on campus. His friend group that was close from high school, every weekend that summer, if Brian and I weren't with him in Nashville, a friend was with him in Nashville, so he was never alone. But that, um, that is why we love all of our communities, because you can't get through something like this alone, and um, you need people beside you, even if they're just being quiet.
2: Yeah, it took the body of Christ. It was, um, again, friend groups, pastors, youth groups going down, seeing Kyle on the way to a mission trip, taking him out to eat. Um, it was his professors who were Christians who, who reached out to him while he was there um, and have come up to the run that we have had and have continued to reach out and invite him over for dinner and and just being the body of Christ that extends beyond any geographical or political boundary, brothers and sisters in Christ.
0: Not long after um the accident, I was in the living room with your mom and dad, and someone as rock solid as your mom and dad um, was not only feeling the pain of um, losing a grandson, but they were feeling the pain that you were going through um, and was really struggling with that. And that was one thing that they both alluded to was that Just the community, the church family, the prayers, the visits, the calls, they could feel the love, they could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit uh, because of all of the prayers and and just the people being uh, involved. And so I would encourage everyone uh, here, if you know of anyone at all that's going through anything, just be there. Just be there. You have no idea. You might not think it's a big deal at the time, uh, but you have no idea... um, the impact that you can have just by praying and just by being there. And, and again, you know, I've been, you know, the, you, you alluded to the fact that people don't know what to say. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, I've been, I've stood in the lines at funeral homes and heard some of the dumbest things come out of people's mouths. <laughs> yep. They don't mean it. They don't know what to say. But just your presence, and just being there is huge and you know tom uh, when he gave our communion meditation he referred to you know this little light and 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 justin's light was so bright and you know as it's not biblical but the old saying you know the brightest ones burn out fastest um maybe that's adequate here i don't you know there's I, it's not why but certainly Fits this case, and he touched so many lives, and and another thing. And I'll just kind of wrap up with with this, if you don't mind. Uh, And and Justin was very musical, no no doubt. Got that, you know, from you guys and from Grandma Grandma Bar for sure, Uh, and Kyle too. Uh, Probably not from Norman. Not from Norman. Yes, I did. I I assumed that. Yeah, yeah. Justin was asked one time, and, and Justin uh, played music, he wrote music, and, and uh, was very, very good at it. He was asked, if a person could only take one idea a message or message away from your music, what would you hope it to be? Justin's response was this, that Jesus is the only way. To know that your son... Had that philosophy in life as parents, how's that make you feel?
1: Well, as parents, we—that's um, what you you want your children to aspire to be, to to grow up and be humbly confident, and to be independent, but most importantly, to know Christ and. To share Christ's love and um, to know that he's that's the way you need to go.
2: Yeah, you know, Scripture tells us there's no greater joy than to know that our children are walking in the Lord. And um, while Justin had 23 years on this earth, we he got more out of life than most people do in a normal lifespan. And 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 we know it was rich and it was full. But in the end, Justin had five seconds, maybe. I've done all the physics and all the math, and I've calculated everything trying to figure this out. But he had a few seconds of notice that this traumatic accident was happening. And then he was home. Each of us have no idea how much time we have. But to know that Jesus is the only way, that is our hope. And we know that this is not the end. And we know that we will be together again. Amen. And for that, we praise God. (laughs)
0: Amen. Thank you, guys. Would you guys give them a hand for being here? Thank you. Thank you, you, Janice. Um, As our worship team comes, um, one thing that uh, we—I've talked about this a lot. and, and Kendall and I reference it often. I mentioned it at Marybelle's funeral. You, you can't bury influence. And that just kind of keeps resurfacing. And the influence that, that Justin was able to have on so many people um, will live on uh, for a long, long time. And um, I'm thankful. I'm th- thank you guys for raising him in the Lord. Uh, I thank Norman and Maribel. For raising you in the Lord, and and Brian, your parents for raising you to know uh, the Lord as well, and um, we have no idea uh, the lives that we can touch just by being faithful and just by living for Jesus. And uh, we're gonna we're just gonna offer a song of decision now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to stand uh, right now and. I, don't, I, I just can't say it any better than Brian already has that God knows exactly how you feel. Um, he gave his son. Whatever it is that you're going through, hopefully it's never anything quite like this. But whatever it is, he knows the depth of your pain. Jesus knows what it's like to suffer, and um, he's not a God who's far off, just watching from a distance. He's a God who wants to be involved in every single aspect of your lives, and the Bible teaches us that to, to get to know him is through surrendering your life to him, confessing Jesus as the Christ turning away from the sin that's in your life and if you've not been baptized into him to, to do that for the washing away of your sins. If you're here today and again, one lesson that we've learned is Brian mentioned, we're not guaranteed the rest of today. So if you're here today and you're not ready to meet Jesus, I urge you don't leave here without taking care of that. Maybe you're here today and you just need prayer. Um, At the very least, would you agree to continue to pray for Brian and Janice and their family? Um, And certainly, after the service, go back and see them, grab a book, hug on them, um, thank them for being here. But if you've got a decision you need to make today, we encourage you to come during this song. Let's bow together.